Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, my good pal from St. Agnes in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing tonight? Doing fine. How's everything, Deacon? Everything is great. Uh, let's just go back to that opening quote. Martha, Martha, you're mer- worried about many things. What is he talking about there, Frank? Well, I think the problem was that Martha had many things to do, but the most important thing was that she lost sight of Jesus. And I think many of us do that today in our prayer life. And what we want to talk today about is more of a recollected type prayer, uh, a prayer where you really set aside time, you know, not like a quick Hail Mary and two Our Fathers and that's it for your prayer life. It's a deeper, more meaningful thing. All right. Uh, you know, you know, Francisco de Asuna, a Franciscan monk, wrote this ex- right. about extensively, and he said, we must tame the runaway horse in us. There are many useless things that keep us from a solid prayer life. And uh, he said, you have to get the reins of that horse. And that's what I'm that's what we're trying to talk about. Well, I like that expression, tame the runaway horse in us. Right. So we got so many things going on in our minds. We have so many things going on in our life. And you're talking about setting time aside for prayer. But I'm, I'm thinking about people, even young parents of kids that are, are going to school. <laughs> They're busy. They have responsibilities. And when you ask them, they don't take time at all for any prayer. So where would they start with that? And what's the importance of it? What, how, how can people start praying? Well, I think the thing that you have to do is, uh, number one, I think you have to set up a schedule where you make time for prayer. It may be early in the morning, and that in itself is a sacrifice, you know, getting up early and and saying some, some meaningful prayers. Second, I think you have to cut off the useless things that we're so attached to. I mean, the phone, the computer, TV shows. And then, you know, I realized, look, we have to be faithful to our duties in life. Um, that there's no doubt about that. Faithful in what we have to do, but also faithful in what we should avoid, right? Well, I mean, the Lord says, when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door and pray to your father in secret. And your father who hears in secret will repay you. But what are the words that we say to God? And I, I, I say this to young parents again all the time. A nauseam, which is what's in your heart tonight? I mean, what are you yearning for? You're upset, you're uncomfortable, you're anxious, you're worried, you're angry, and you're frustrated. Uh, those are legitimate prayers. You can say those things to God. In the Old Testament, it, it's filled with these references to people lamenting and complaining, and they're worried, and they don't know what's going to happen, and why is God abandoning us? Those are all prayers. And I think that you could just say to people, look, Share that with the Lord in your inner room, in secret, and he will repay you. Say to the Lord, I'm not happy, Lord. Come into my life and be with me. How's that first start? Right. The heart has no other task than to approach God. That's our job. Our job isn't to learn about the newest fad or what the weather be like this weekend or how many new COVID cases there are. We need to take care of our prayer life. Start slow build up and try to stay recollected. I heard a priest once say, 
in his sermon on prayer that he used to take off his watch when he prayed because when he we place ourselves in God's presence to pray we were able to leave behind our time in order to enter into the time of God which is eternity the time of prayer is the sanctification of time a sacrifice that we make of our own time to God and we set that time aside because we want to what develop our relationship we're entering into relationship with Christ, entering our relationship with God. How do we foster that? Through dialogue and communication and sharing. We're authentic in our prayers. We say what's in our heart. We're sharing deep things. Why did Jesus say, come to me, all of you who are burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest in prayer with him, sharing the most intimate things in your life with the Lord who's our Savior, and he will repay you. It takes time to develop this. It takes discipline. We have to have discipline in every direction. Where am I treating your son? Where can I grow deeper? Where can I strive harder? Mm -hmm. But we make ourselves busy. You know, we always can justify the need for more material stuff over the spiritual stuff because we're so used to doing it. We have to stop that at some point and get serious about this. We must make prayer a top priority in our life. I always uh, admire and aspire to the way that Sister Faustina, for example, and uh, uh, Therese of Lisieux, especially the way they expressed their prayers in their diaries, how they just really just talked to God in adoration or in chapel, quietly alone. They opened their hearts up and shared everything that they felt and knew and then honored God in prayer and also asked for prayers and said prayers for other people remembering to pray for other people. Yeah, I think external recollection is important for our interior uh, recollection when we pray. In other words, our life has to be properly ordered properly. We have to simply set aside a specific time every day so that we can mm -hmm. pray, you know, and like you say, of course, there are, things, there are things we must take care of, but how much busy stuff do we do that means nothing? The more we pray, and the more recollected and calm uh, we'll, we will become when things do get hectic. And, and they always get hectic, especially when you have kids and you're working, and you're trying to get all these things done. Prayer helps to settle us down. Well, you know, I'm a deacon, Frank, and so I have to, I promised God through the bishop that I would say morning prayer and evening prayer. Right. Every day in the liturgy of the hours. And those are, that's discipline and that specific set, of time, set aside time for prayer. But I got to tell you that I also find myself, because I, that's such an ordered part of my life, I also find myself saying to God sometimes, especially when I'm with somebody that I don't know how to handle the situation necessarily, I'll say to the Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation, Lord? What do you want me to do with this guy? And I, I'm beginning to hear back the same thing more and more often. You know what the Lord says back to me? I want you to love him. That's what. Right. The, so I think if you if you're persistent in prayer, as the Bible says, uh, you will hear. You will hear, and you'll get direction from God. Yeah, and I think another problem people always will will, will bring up is that they don't know what to pray for. Sometimes you yeah. don't really need to know what to pray for. God will put your prayers where He wants them. If you're mortifying, mortifying yourself, sacrificing for the love of mm -hmm. God, Our Lady sees that and will be pleased with your effort because she sees you're striving to please Jesus, and she'll use the prayers the way she sees fit. 
You know, in, uh, in, in business, they have these, uh, in, when they do uh, seminars and uh, workshops and so forth, they have these icebreaker things, right? Things that will get people to relax and loosen up with each other. I'll tell you a way to break the ice with a group of people. Go around the room and ask them what, what we should pray for. What's your prayer right. request for tonight? And you go around right. yeah. and people will tell you the most, impor- the most important thing that's in their heart and mind because they want you to pray for it. It's a good way to open up a discussion with other people. Yeah. How do you think that we resist temptation? You know, prayer is so important. It gives us the strength and the grace we need. But another thing is people's people's minds drift and their imaginations come into play. And once again, the great St. Teresa of Avila says that we have to have dominion over ourselves. It plays such an important part against things of the world and the flesh. And she calls the imagination the fool of the house. We have to have control over ourselves to, in order to find peace. I like that. But, but then, we have to persevere in prayer. I like it, Frank. But you say the rosary every day, I understand, right? That's a formal prayer, the rosary. Doesn't your mind wander during the course of those 53 Hail Marys? What do you do then? Yeah, it, it will, it will, it will, of course. It's only human nature, especially if you say more than one rosary. But the point is, is that you bring yourself back and God looks more at how many times actually you come back to him than how many times you're, you're distracted. So I think that you have to keep that in mind. He realizes we're only human. We're doing our best and and the mind will wander. But like I said, it's how many times do you, do you come back to him? That's what, that's what he looks for. Well, I have found you as a friend to be a disciplined person, not only in your basketball life, but also in your golf life. I right, mean, you're always practicing, keeping yourself ready to go. So I thank you for your your my inspiration for disciplined prayer, Frank. I appreciate your input on all this. Thank you. I hope we covered it okay tonight, Deacon. Folks, don't forget to like us and follow us, please, and send us an email. We're getting some nice notes at a n y catholic conversation at gmail dot com. That's a n y catholic conversation at gmail dot com. Frank, I love you as always. I'll talk to you next time. Okay. God bless. Thanks, Deacon. <laughs>